Welcome to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to build a world-class service business from the dirt up. And now your host, Mark Stoner. Hello and welcome back to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Stoner. Thank you for joining me again this week. And I'm sorry I'm coming to you late again. I actually messed up and forgot my podcasting stuff in Nashville when I went on the road to do an on-site visit for a client. I, I have some, you know, people come to my Blue Collar University for two days to see how we do things. We get a game plan for their company. And sometimes I go to their companies because sometimes it's helpful for me to see their company. And I typically do, you know, a report and, um, you know, I meet with their employees and I do a lot of things and try to get to the bottom and try to just shine light on issues. And I just did that this week for a good friend of mine and a client. And, uh, man, I forgot my podcasting stuff. So I'm up there. I'm actually already up there and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to do my podcast. So didn't have a chance to do it. So here we are on a Saturday doing it. Uh, you know, that being said, if you, I don't do it a lot, but if you think it, if you would want to bring me to your company to, you know, uh, go through it and give you, uh, you know, my take on it and a report from me on a lot of, you know, what you do and how you do it or what you're missing. Uh, you can reach out to uh, me at Mark Stoner, Mark at MarkStoner.com and we can talk about it. It's not a good fit for everybody. Everybody, you know, it's not necessarily the right thing, but some people it really helps. In this case, man, it was just eye-opening for him and me. And a lot of the stuff I find is already there. It's not a big move. It's not a big change. It's kind of in front of you but you haven't either prioritized it or saw it the same way I do or shifted it. And, you know, I'm going to leave there with, you know, three to five things, big things you can do to move the needle in the way you want to move it. So super fun. I had it and it, it actually watching the whole thing progress gave me the idea for this podcast this week, which was, um, I'm going to call it lead like a father. And, you know, it really comes from, and I actually found an article about it as well when I was researching the topic a little bit from a guy named Jeremy Kingsley. And I'm going to read his article, but I'm also going to comment on it. I want to, I'm going to talk about it, how I saw it the first time and what gave me this idea so that, you know, you can see kind of where I'm coming from. But one of this, this person's situations was that, you know, his employees, he, he wasn't keeping them very long. He's a great guy. It's a you know husband and wife business, and he just couldn't quite keep them more than a year, two years tops. So I think it's old, longest guy there has been with him for eighteen months ish, and really great guy. So he's done a really great job of hiring the culture, the office, all of them are really really great. But something happens, and we were trying to figure out what happens. Where he loses them, where, you know, they're here for a while, they're great for a while, and then they turn not great or decide something else comes up or, you know, anything, whatever the reason is, you know, he's been in business since 2009, 2010, so we're 11 years in and we don't have anybody past a year and a half. So, you know, he agreed, we got it, we've got an issue, let's look at it and see what's going on because me as the owner, that's what he said, I cannot see it. I really don't know what's happening. So we got going and 
and I noticed a couple things that you know he could he could think about differently, but it really all came to me so much in uh, you know in my face when I actually stayed with him and his family, and um, so the one night the night I was there, we were eating dinner, and you know he's a great father and just a very loving person, and I watched you know, his little boy and little girl come in and eat dinner. And then I was a guest. So they were scared of me at first and they were showing me all their toys and having fun. And I just watched him and his wife just be a fantastic mother and father. And, but he was also, you know, he was also quick to tell the little boy to do the right thing too. So the little boy was playing around and he was showing me his dinosaurs and, you know, he was showing me all his cool masks and he was just being a, just a fun little four-year-old boy. He banged his head that day. So he had a big knot on his head and, you know, he didn't want to eat all of his chili and he was kind of fighting it. And how many bites do I have to eat? It just it reminded me of my kids when they were little and I missed it a lot. I really, it was taking me back. It was just an amazing thing for me personally. And, I just watched the whole thing happen and and saw how that little boy just loved him to death and the mother and, and the and just loved them to death and you know couldn't wait it was cracking me up because he he couldn't wait for snuggles he needed snuggles and you know the mom was said okay when I finish eating I'll come in there and give you snuggles I mean this was a big deal for the boy and. Uh, you know, her and I were talking at the at the table, and you know, about ten minutes later, the little boy comes walking in, and he's looking at her. And he goes, "You're talking." <laughs> she goes, "I'm trying to finish," and he's like, "But you're talking. I, you know, you need to get in here and give me snuggles." And it was just so precious. So. I said, "Do not let me stand in the way of snuggles." So get in there and get that taken care of. But. And then, but I watched the father, um, you know, play with the boys, you know, really play, and then, or the boy and the girl, and then the little boy kind of showed me his dinosaur and he left it laying in the floor and he started to take off in the other room and, you know, the father said, Hey, pick that up. Don't, don't leave that laying in the middle of the kitchen. And the guy, and the little boy's like, okay. And he grabs it and he takes it and he, he does the right thing. Then... Uh, a little bit later, he's just playing around. He finds this like little hair tie, you know, like a, a woman, you know, you put a, a you know ponytail in and he took it and he flicked it like a rubber band and shot it up onto the counter and, and fell on the floor or something. And he ran off and, and the father goes, Hey, get back in here. Don't, don't you leave that there. Take that, get that. And he's, and he, he makes a funny face like he's mad and he grabs it, but he does it. And I, it just hit me. I'm like, that is what leadership is. It's, it's, I love you. I care about you. I want to take care of you. Hey, don't do that. Hey, I love you. I care about you, man. You're my man. Hey, stop doing that. Don't do that. Can't have it. And then like later he was excited, the little boy about making sure he was doing the right thing. He wanted to make sure his dad knew he was doing the right thing. And I can't remember exactly what he did, but he's like, so this is how we do it, right, dad? And this is how we do it, right, mom? This is like, this is what we do, right? I'm, I did that. And and all he needed was, you know, the mom and dad said, yeah, that's right. Good job. That's how we do it. Good job. And the mom, you know, told me, said, hey, he really loves when 
you he does the right thing and he he knows the rule and he does it but he wants to tell you he did it make sure you know you know he knows the rules and did it and this just hit me like a ton of bricks today that day that night and and since then about how much that is leadership right there that is leadership and of course your family bonds go a lot deeper and it's a different situation but man if you can take that care for your people and i know you may have just met them you can't care for them like a father or a mother but start the process start the process like you're dating somebody start the process like you're going to really care about them and i promise you it is a very very different outcome so when i was reading this article he hit on some points too that i very much believe in so i'm going to read part of the article and then i'm going to kind of comment on it but Number one, be involved every day. And I know a lot of chimney company owners, as their company starts to run better, they're not involved every day. They come in late. They come in at the end of the day. They don't come in. They stop coming in. And that I've never seen that totally work well, especially if you're very important in the business. Now, if the business doesn't need you at all, man, that's what we all want at some point. But in general, most people that I consult with and see, they still need to be there every day, at least a degree. And I've mentioned it before on this show. One of the most important things for me is to be there in the mornings as much as I can. Be there in the morning, watch the show get launched, let everybody get going, and then, you know, do whatever anything else I need to do. But in this article, he says <clears throat> the old school of fatherhood de uh, delegated most of the day to day to care to mothers with dad swooping in from time to time to undertake a special task and then disappearing back to the den. But we now know that everyone benefits from when fathers are present and involved at every step, from diaper changes to adolescent drama to young adult transitions. It's the same with your team. When you're there to provide guidance and assistance every day, not just when annual evaluations are, are due or there's a problem, your leadership is much more effective. 100%. They, people like to talk to the boss. People like to know the boss is around. People like to know the story of the boss. They like to know why I'm working for this guy. You know, if this guy's a jerk, I don't know that I want to work for him. If he's a great guy, yeah, I'll take bullets for the guy and I will, I will defend and I will, you know, I'll f fly the flag of the company and I'll be in. So, you know, being involved every day is so important. Now, for me, it's it's really about four days a week, sometimes five. Depends on what I have going on in the morning. But I'm around. I'm also uh, available on the our chat lines. You know, we use a product called GroupMe. Other people use Teams or chats or whatever. I'm involved. I'm around. But being there is so important. So when I was out with COVID, after going on the second week, my office said, Hey, you know, I know you're not totally, you know, required to be here, but we miss you. We miss you being around. We miss you, uh, you know, being part of, you know, just the day to day questions and answers and what ifs and stories and funny and, you know, in leadership. And so that was really uh, very meaningful for me. So the next thing in the article was build their confidence. Kids who know that someone has faith in their abilities do better. And part of being a great dad is challenging them to grow while instilling in them a sense of confidence that they carry, that they will carry, I'm sorry, that will carry them forward through the challenges of adult life. 
When you apply the same kind of challenge and validation to your team members, they also empower, they, they're also empowered to excel in the moment and in years to come. You know, the empowering leader is the best leadership uh, principle as you empower people. But with that, you know, you have to build their confidence. You have to make sure that it's, you know, not just a gotcha situation. And, and, and one of the things that came out was, um, you know, better training of technicians, you know, and, and almost every ch- company can look back and say, you know, we could use better training, but also you could train all the time and not get out there. So there's a, there's a, a balance to training, but you know, some of the things were, Hey, we don't have enough training yet. We're expected to do really, really high quality work because the owner was very much want to make sure the work is good and, 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 you know, represented him well and, you know, gives the company a good name. But one of the thoughts was, Hey, we're expected to be really amazing on the front end, on the back end, but on the front end, we're not getting everything that everyone knows we need. And so that was a great way to build their confidence is getting them trained, getting them out there, letting them fail. But Hey, pick that up. Hey, don't do that. Hey, you know, better than that. Do this right. And then holding them accountable to build confidence in their, in their methods. And then, so the next one was hold them accountable. Hold, uh, so that one was build their confidence. And so there's basically five of them. I should just read them to you, which was, um, or four of them be involved every day, build their confidence, hold them accountable. And lastly, model what you want to see. So on the next one, which was hold them accountable. The flip side of confidence is accountability. The good fathers make sure that their children develop a sense of accountability for developing their strengths, working through challenges, uh, owning their failures, and doing what they can to make their mistakes right. In the same way, your team needs not just external systems of accountability, but the expectation that every member will hold themselves accountable. Again, a great book for that is Extreme Ownership and a great, you know, one of the best cultures in the world is the Navy SEALs. They are, and I've I've mentioned a hundred times because I believe it, you know, they, they hold every member and themselves accountable to the result of the team. And so, you know, in this case, you do want to hold, keep people accountable because it makes them better, not in a mean way, but in an accountability piece. Hey, you know better than to do that. Why do we do this? Okay, let's fix it. Let's not do it again. And then lastly, model what you want to see. You know, there's another term for it, the shadow of the leader. And you do have to model what you want to see. You know, um, again, with the fatherhood thing, you 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 kind of want you kind of cast yourself into your kids when you care about them that you kind of want them to take on your best strengths and you want them to be their own people for sure but they you but you're the boss right you're the dad you're the boss and we all know that the worst kids come out of homes that there might be no father there might be no leadership there might not be a good a mother or the father is too weak the father or the mother is too weak and they just let them do anything they want to do and they don't want to hold them accountable. They don't want to yell at them. You can't, of course, fire your kids. So when you're a weak leader, 
and you've got children, you don't hold them accountable. Yeah, you give them the phone all the, the hours of the days that they want them or the TV or the iPad. And they, they start crying like, yeah, just keep the phone with you or something like, you know, something that's probably not great for them, you know. But if you set a limit to, hey, you can you can have the phone. I don't know why a little kid needs a phone, but you can have the screen for one hour a day. And then you got to put it down and we got to go outside and play. And then we got to go get dirty and we've got to go run and jump and get out in the sunshine. But the weak fathers, the weak mothers, the weak parents just give them the screen and do whatever you want, and they check out. So they want to relax and let the kids do whatever they want. And we've all seen this happen. And it results in a bad child, typically, with no boundaries, no respect for old, uh, you know, authority or, or older people or situations or their boss when they come to work because they've, they've never been taught to respect anyone and, um, you know, I, I remember a kid worked for me one time and man, when he came in, he lit up, he lit up the place. Everybody loved him when he, you know, when he came into work, he's a hard worker. It's about 19 years old and, but he had an attendance problem and he started when I've talked about my attendance problems and the first kid that everybody had to fire, this is who I'm talking about. Well, Great person, but couldn't get to work on time. Sometimes we had to go pick him up at home, but the guys, you know, liked him and they would do anything to get him to work with him because he was just, he was good, but he started messing up and he started missing a lot of work and having excuses. And I, I wrote him up and I wrote him up, wrote him up. And finally, we fired him right in the middle of busy season. And everybody was mad at me, you know, my employees, because they wanted him. They didn't want me to fire him because he helped them. And then guess who else was mad at me? His mother, who had always coddled this kid, who had, you know, the kid had, um, I believe he had dropped out of high school for attendance <laughs> and other things. And the mother let that happen. So she calls me and she's mad at me because I fired him. I said, well, ma'am, he, he's not showing up for work on time. And I have a, I have customers to take care of. I have employees that are waiting on him. And I mean, Hell, you can't work at you know McDonald's or Hardee's, you know, if you don't show up on time. I got to have a guy show up on time. She goes, well, I thought you were different. I thought you were better than than that. And, and I can see you're just, I think she called me a name or something. I said, ma'am, how am I the bad person here? I had rules. He said, he made a deal, said, yes, I'll be to work on time. And I made a deal and I said, I'll pay you X amount of money to do the work. And, and that's the deal. He changed the deal, not me. And you want, and I'm the bad guy because uh, he couldn't keep his end of the bargain. I kept my end of the bargain. I provided him a job. I provided him with benefits. I provided him work and he got a paycheck every week. Like my part of the bargain is there. You changed the bargain by, by have not caring if he came to work. And clearly this process made him f go out of school and drop out. You do not hold your own. You hold me accountable, but you're not holding your own son accountable. Of course, she doesn't want to hear that crap, but it's the truth, right? And he called me later. He said, man, I'm sorry my mom called you and was mad at me. I'm mad at you. It's it's me. I'm the problem. I get it. So he begged to come back, begged to come back. I said, man, why don't you come talk to me in my office? So he came. I said, I'm not, I'm not telling you you're getting a job back. I just want to talk to you. So I brought him in, almost like a father. And I said, let me just show you. I showed him some videos and some things about getting your life together and responsibility and, and why that matters, even at a young age, and even though he's never been held accountable. Well, unfortunately, 
had that talk, and about six months later, I saw uh, some kind of police report where he was in jail uh, for robbery or something else. And it just he just did not take the lesson. The mother would not hold him accountable. The world was accountable to her son, not the son accountable to the world. And in that, that's exactly what we have to do. And sometimes that's why people cannot grow businesses. They do not. They, they're dealing with, you know, employees that have never had a good structure and they come into your structure and you, if you're not a good leader, a good, you know, you're just going to get chaos. You're going to get problems. You're going to get people who, who take over your culture, who are not good people. So back to model what you want to see. In both cases, someone is looking uh, to you for an example of how to act. In both cases, it's not enough to communicate your expectations. You have to live them to your best every day. Or what you're modeling is hypocrisy. Whether you're a father or, for that matter, a mother or not, whether your relationship with your own father was great or flawed, you can bring the highest principles of fatherhood to the relationships you build with the people you're leading. They may not make you I'm sorry, they may not make you homemade cards or bring you waffles in bed, but you know that they'll carry on those principles with them far into the future, whether you're near or far. I thought that was a great article. Again, the guy was uh, Jeremy Kingsley. Looks like he has a book on leadership called Leadership is Not uh, a, a Hobby. And I don't know if it's a good book or not. I haven't I haven't read it, but um, I sure do like that article because it just hit it hit at the right time. I was looking at a situation of of leadership and man, how do we think about it? How do we do it? I remember I hit on this a couple of years ago when I was working. My one of my lead technicians, I wanted to make him the lead guy of of the whole division. And because he deserved it and he was kind of a natural leader. And so I'm like, okay, you're going to be the leader of the sweeps. He's like, okay. And, and he starts off, he starts off okay, but he's kind of cocky. But by, you know, three, four weeks later, he was almost berating them. And, and he was kind of mean to him and kind of just a jerk. And I went to him and I said, hey, don't. Don't be like that to them. I don't know why you think this is okay. And he's like, well, you know, you put me in charge. This is how I'm going to lead. I'm like, well, you're not going to stay in, the, in in charge if you keep this up. Because I, my people, I don't want my people led like this. I said, Jason, you're a great father. I've watched you coach softball teams. I've watched you, um, I've watched you do things and do it and, and not do it like this. I've never seen this. And he's like, well, these are men. These aren't my daughter. These aren't my kids. I'm I'm going to treat my kids like kids. I'm going to treat men like I, I think men should be treated. I'm like, well, that's where you're missing it. I said that men don't need to be treated like that. Like they don't need to be treated like little kids either. Like you're mad at them all the time yet be held to this high standard. I promise you, if you'll treat you know, the people under you, like you do your daughter, cheering them on, being, being thoughtful, being graceful, being, Hey, you need to hit the ball better. Hey, you got to get up to, to school on time. No, you can't make bad grades, but yes, I love you. And here's all the things I'm going to do for you. 
I said, you need to lead like that. Like, like I see you talk to your daughter. And he's like, man, I, I'm, I'm, I see what you're saying. I'm going to, I'm struggling with that. Cause I'm talking to a man, a full grown man, sometimes older than me. But I said, man, it's the same principle. People still care the same people still, you know, I talk about that book, whale done W H L E W H A L E done D O N E. And they talk about how they train, you know, big orca whales to perform all these crazy tricks and, how it's a huge animal and, and you can't yell at it and you can't spank it and you, you just have to really praise it. And then when it doesn't do the right thing, you just kind of ignore it, but you circle them back and make them, you know, do the project, do the trick again. Well, for me, I do have to, I might yell sometimes. I might get after them just like you would your kid. Just like you, sometimes you lose it on your kid and sometimes they need to know there's a, you know, there's a buzzsaw at the other end of this if you don't do it right. But if you're yelling at your kid all the time, pretty soon yelling at the kid doesn't matter. The kid doesn't even listen to you. If you yell at your employees all the time, pretty soon it's just, you know, Mark's mad again. He's yelling and it doesn't even matter. But I promise you now, if I have to yell at somebody, it's a big deal because it's rare for me. I'm I'm pretty much the same guy all the time. But if I get mad, you know it. If I, and, and so back to this, you know, this company that I went to visit, there's a situation where I was meeting with the employees and I had a morning session with them for about four hours and just talking to them about what they saw, what they wanted to see, what they thought the future was. Why do you think we have certain issues? How can we fix them? Very, very good session. Very good employees. But I, we took our first break at 830. I said, okay, great. Be back at 845. And we will start again. So everybody could not wait for a break because there used to be blue collar guys that I used to work in and sitting them in front of a, sitting in front of a guy talking for hours is kind of tough. And I know that. And so we, here comes 843 and I notice almost everybody back, but one guy's not back. Super nice guy, likes to talk to people. 845 comes, I said, hey, where's this person? And he's like, oh, he's out talking to the metal shop guys. Well, I said, well, this is leadership right here because I'm telling them kind of what it looks like. I said, this guy's going to get in trouble. So I, re- I opened the door to the fabrication shop and I called his name and said, hey, you're late. It's like, he's like, oh, and, and it's, you know, it's kind of embarrassing for him. I did it, you know, not in a mean way, but I did it right in front of everybody. He comes around. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I was talking to the guys out in the thing. I said, I know, but I asked you to be here at a certain time. He sat down. I said, guys, if I ask you to be here a certain time, be here at a certain time. Don't not be here at that time. We all agreed, yes, be here on that time. I gave you an ample ma- amount of time. And and I want to mention his name in case he listens to this because I really like the guy. Super great guy. I said, hey don't, I said, don't do that. You said you'd be back on time. We all agreed it. You didn't say, come to me and say, hey man, I'm going to need an extra five minutes because of this. That's different. You just didn't show up because you didn't respect what I asked. Man, the whole room got cold. And I said, guys, that's what leadership is. That's what this is. Is that a big deal? No, but what if it happens every time? What if on the next break, I didn't let him, I didn't say anything. And he was two, three minutes late this time after I went and got him or two minutes late, 
What if the next time you guys noticed that I didn't really do anything about calling everybody in, do you think when I said be here at 10 o'clock or whatever the time was, 1030, do you think you guys will all be on att- at attention or do you think uh, I'll probably have, he'll be late and probably a couple more will be late too and we'll kind of start, instead of starting at 1030, we'll start at like 1037. And they all are like, yeah. I said, but I guarantee you guys right now, that on this next break, you'll all be here on time or probably earlier. You'll probably go do your thing and just get back in your seat. And and they all laughed and they said, yep. And sure enough, they're all back. They're all sitting there. In fact, this one girl comes running in and sits down. And she was two minutes early. She's like, oh, I just didn't want to be late. I'm like, exactly. So I started the next session. I said, see, guys, how that works? Was I being mean? No. Was I holding you accountable? Yeah, because we got stuff to do. I know you got stuff to do, but we've agreed this is the time to work on this, not whatever else you want to work on. That's leadership right there. And I talked about this before a couple of weeks ago. Brand new kid. I was speaking and he got on his cell phone. He was kind of sitting in front of everybody so everybody could kind of see him on his cell phone while I was talking. And I didn't embarrass him there because he was one of my guys and I have to see him all the time. But as soon as the, um, you know, as soon as the morning meeting was over and everybody got up to go do something, I called him and I said, Hey, come here. And, and I said, Hey, don't ever be on that cell phone when I'm talking. When I'm talking in the morning, I need your full attention. Don't be on that cell phone. He's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I had to do something. I said, Oh, you didn't have to do it. You know, I only talk five minutes and I would need you to pay attention and don't be on that cell phone again. And it was embarrassing for him. And it was, I didn't leave it in a good, like feeling good. I didn't go, hey, man, I really love you. I'm like, don't do it again. Then our relationship started getting better, actually. He respected me more. He came to me and he addresses me in the mornings and he makes sure I see him do stuff and do that. And Man, that's it. That's it right there. You must, if you see something, say something. If you see something good, say something good. If you see something bad, say something bad. Focus on the good. 99% of what people do are good. Got to focus on that and then just quick corrections of what's wrong. That's what, you know, I talked about last week about the power of now. And, um, and one last story before I close out. To that degree, I, was at a restaurant. We we went to lunch the first day. Really nice. It was a great restaurant for lunch. Pr- pretty busy place. And my friend got rot- rotisserie chicken. And I noticed that he didn't really eat it all the way through. And, that, and rotisserie chicken, if it's good, it's really good. And so, and you know, you guys know I cook, do pro barbecue and I notice, I determine how well I cook by what's in the trash can. If it's full of my food in the trash can, I didn't do a good job. If it's all nothing but bones and gone and everything's gone, everybody's taking plates to take home, I did a good job. And so, well, that being said, we're going to cook in the barbecue, uh, in a barbecue contest next week uh, for the Ronald McDonald House charity next week. So a couple of years ago when they had it last, we did really well in it when first place chicken uh, uh, first place appetizer, second place chicken. And, and we would have won the whole thing if we would have done better on ribs, but I, I made a small mistake on my rub where I put a peach flavor in it. And if you don't know what, 
if the judge doesn't know what that flavor is, it's a weird flavor, so you don't quite know what happens, so you don't judge it well. That's a that's a rule in barbecue. Don't fool the judge with some weird flavor like raspberry or mango or peach. I messed that up. But if you knew it was peach, like, man, these are the best ribs ever. I've made watermelon ribs before, and that sounds weird, but, man, they are good. If you know what the flavor is is watermelon, if you don't, you're like, what's this is weird. But at this restaurant... The chicken wasn't great. So we're walking out and I always have to say something, not to be mean, but I have to, to make it better. So I saw all these rotisserie chickens. It's a big deal. It's like a big part of the restaurant. I said, you know, it's like right in front. There's like a hundred chickens, you know, roasting there. And I said, and I saw the manager said, Hey, you the manager? He goes, yeah. And I said, Hey, I got to tell you, my friend got the chicken. It's, it wasn't cooked long enough. I said, it's kind of tough. It was still stuck to the bone really hard. It needs to be cooked probably 30 minutes longer, maybe, you know, 20 to 30 minutes longer or so. And then, you know, it'll be better. He's like, okay, thank you. Now, I don't know if he listened to me or not, but I, that is my always attempt. If I see something to be better with an employee, a person, a restaurant, service, anything, I was in an Uber coming back from the airport and the guy could not figure out he was having a hard time seeing at night. He was talking about how confusing it was. He's from Egypt and just moved here, and he's having a hard time seeing it. And I, I, and, but I noticed his phone, his phone with his map was set right up on his dash, right in front of his eyes, like literally blocking the windshield, not to the side, literally right in front of him over his speedometer. I said, well, that's a problem. I said, You're, you got all that light shining in your eyes from your phone, and then you are trying to look past that shining light onto a dark road you can't see. And, and I just have to do that. And I grabbed his phone. He had a he had his map system kind of wrong. I had to fix it and give it back to him. And he's very thankful. But some people don't like it. But, you know, my point is, if you see something, say something all the way across with your kids, with your with your employees. And I think leading like a father or leading like a mother, not... Now, that, that could be a different connotation, leading like a mother, because mothers are way more nurturing. I, I just, and, and, but some aren't, <laughs> but some, but the, the point is lead like you care, you care, you care, and then accountability. And then you care, you care, you care, accountability. And the last things again, be involved every day, build their confidence, hold them accountable, and model what you want to see. All right, guys, that's my time. Uh, I'm going to Belize in a couple weeks, so I, I might have to skip the podcast for two weeks. I'm actually going two weeks of diving, believe it or not, scuba diving. It's going to be super fun. I might have a weight issue with my scuba equipment and my podcasting equipment, so I'm going to try to do it. I may have to do the weights this week and then do two two podcasts and pre-do them. I'm not used to doing that, but that's probably pretty easy to do. I probably should think about that, but uh, that should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Hope you guys are doing well. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes or any place that you listen to podcasts. More information is also available at markstoner.com.